thank God for our choir. Bless us. I've been in this preaching series since October. Who do I need in my life? We need witnesses. We need praise leaders. We need prayer warriors. We need encouragers. We need consecrated critics. We need spiritual leaders. Today, I want to talk about we need godly men and godly women in our lives. If you're a godly man, romantically, you need a godly woman. If you're a godly woman, romantically, you need a godly man. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Holy Ghost, have your way. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. Decisions make a difference. Decisions make a difference in our lives. In every area of our lives, decisions can and do make a difference. There are no choices or decisions in this life that are insignificant or inconsequential. But every decision we make has consequences and repercussions. Whether it's the decision to stay single or get married, or the decision to stay married or get divorced, decisions have consequences. Whether it's the decision to stay in the triangle or relocate to a new state and city or the decision to attend a PWI or HBCU. Decisions make a difference. Whether it's the decision to co-sign for somebody other than your spouse. Loan money or give a one-time gift, or the decision to accept a promotion or stay in your current position, decisions make a difference. Whether it is the decision to stay in this house, downside, or the decision to go to college, the military, or enter the workforce. Decisions make a difference. Whether it's the decision to have children, adopt children, or be a great uncle or auntie, or the decision to start your own business and be your own CEO. Decisions make a difference. Everybody under the sound of my voice has experienced the power 
significance of decisions in life. Those of us who are honest with ourselves can testify and have to admit decisions can sometimes be the difference between peace and drama. Decisions can sometimes be the difference between joy and pain. Decisions can be the difference between deliverance and addiction. Decisions can be the difference between success and failure. Decisions can be the difference between clarity and confusion. Decisions can be the difference between financial freedom and debilitating debt. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning. Decisions make a difference. According to this familiar New Testament narrative, we witness the significance of decisions in our romantic slash marital lives. Earlier, a man by the name of Joseph met a young woman by the name of Mary. Help me preach. We don't know the backstory of how they met, where they met, how long they dated, but we do know the significance of their choices to enter into a romantic covenant marital relationship. Joseph, a godly man, chose and made a decision to be in relationship with Mary, a godly woman. Mary, a godly woman made a decision to be in a relationship with Joseph, a godly man. While both Mary and Joseph had choices, alternatives, and options concerning who they were going to date, marry, and be engaged in a romantic relationship, Mary, a holy woman of God, chose Joseph, a holy man of God. Joseph, a holy man of God, chose Mary, a holy woman of God. Joseph and Mary made a decision concerning their romantic lives to be in a romantic relationship based upon their mutual and shared godliness. Ain't nobody going to talk to me this morning. Mary could have made another decision concerning the type of man she was going to be in a relationship with. Joseph could have made a decision or another decision about the kind of woman he was going to be in a relationship with, but both Joseph and Mary, praise be to God, had made up in their mind that they were going to be in a relationship with Godly people, respectively. Can I preach this? Mary had other options, but she chose a godly man. Mary could have been with MC Light's Roughneck. Mary could have chose Erica Badu's Tyrone. Could have chose a gangster, a gigolo, a player, or a mama's boy. But she chose Joseph, a man of God. Ain't nobody talking to me. Joseph could have chose Delilah, Fast Fanny, Loose Lucy, Jezebel, or the Commodore's Brick House 36, 24, 36. Ain't nobody talking to me, but Joseph chose Mary. As Christians, 
We need to be intentional about our choices when it comes to romance, dating, and marriage. Let me preach this the way the Holy Spirit gives it to me. If you are a Christian, you need to be in relationship with a man or woman who is a Christian. If you are a man of God, you need a woman of God. If you are a woman of God, you need a man of God. Amen, somebody. Tragically, ain't nobody talking to me on this morning, but I need to preach this to set some of us free while we got options. Amen. Some folk you don't need. Care how fine he is, how pretty she is, there's some folk you don't need. Don't care how much he makes black man working BMW, there's some men, sisters you don't need. Brothers, I don't care how pretty she is, what her mama looks like at 60 or 70. Some of y'all will get that later. There's some women you don't need. Don't care what he drives, where he went to school, where he pledged. There are some men you don't need. Brothers, there are some sisters we don't need. Amen, somebody. And tragically, sometimes we make choices that are silly and shallow concerning our romantic lives. Consequently, we wonder why we got so much baggage, so much drama, so much stuff, because in many cases, we have not chose godly men or godly women we chose him or her because of how much money they made, what they looked like on the exterior while ignoring all the red signs. We made decisions based upon where or what he pledged, what or where she pledged, what he drives, what she drives, what their mama said about them, what their daddy said about them, what we thought of their family. She remind me of my mama. He remind me of my daddy. We ain't learned the hard work of asking God to bless us with who we need. Hadn't always done the hard work to wait on God. Or sometimes we have been so thirsty that we are willing to accept anybody who gives us attention. Because they take you out don't mean you got to marry them. Buy you a bubblegum ring and you gonna walk down the aisle. She smile at you and you ready to propose. If you're a Christian man, you need a Christian woman. If you're a Christian woman, you need a Christian man. What does this text teach us about the difference that godly men and godly women make in our lives? Can I preach this? Joseph and Mary, we know the story. They are betrothed, according to Matthew, and betrothment means they are engaged, but it's a bit more serious than engagement. They've already met each other's families. They've had the engagement party. They've made their intentions known, yet while they are looking forward to this great occasion of marriage, they are planning to spend the rest of their lives together as husband and wife. And while they are making plans to be together for the rest of their lives, there's some news that upsets the apple cart. 
Mary starts to act funny. Starts to act funny. Doesn't want to spend a lot of time around Joseph because her ankles are starting to swell. Gained a little weight around the midsection. Whenever Joseph goes to hug her, she gives him the side hug like she's in church. Joseph hadn't gone there, amen, somebody, but at least he can get a hug. Some of y'all will get that later. Everybody begins to notice that Mary has gained more than a few pounds. While it may be anxiety, she's never been married before, emotional eating, something a little different about Mary. One day, brothers, she tells Joseph the words that none of us want to hear. We got to talk. I don't know any man on the planet. Come on, I wish I had some help, brothers. Who wants to hear those words. Because you begin to look around. You look in your cell phone. <laughs> I wish I had some real saints who could talk to me on this morning. <clears throat> Mary tells Joseph that she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost. But Joseph is a holy man of God. He has the name of Joseph, the great patriarch. He understands power and significance of the Holy Ghost. He understands that the Holy Ghost was there at the dawn of creation. The Holy Ghost worked upon the life of David, but Joseph ain't never heard about the Holy Ghost impregnating anybody. Pregnant pause. Okay. Worst case scenario, she's been unfaithful. Best case scenario, she has mental illness. Either way, I'm finding how to get out of this. I'm in the book. <clears throat> Yet because Joseph is a man of God, come on, help me preach this and is in relationship with Mary, a woman of God, Joseph and Mary do some things differently that we find on the difference that being in relationship with a man or woman of God makes. According to the text, Joseph had made up in his mind to put her away privately. Yet because they are in relationship one with another, a godly man and a godly woman, a godly woman and a godly man, they have, he has the courage to change. And we are, when we are in relationship with godly people, we ought to have the courage to change. Preacher, make it plain from it. The text says Joseph has made up in his mind. He is done with the deposit. He ain't worried about getting it back. He ain't trying to get the ring back. He just trying to get out of Dodge. It's better to know what she's like as a girlfriend or fiance than discover something new as a husband. It's still early to get out of this can pump the brakes. Y'all ain't talking to me. Joseph, because he has a man of God, has the courage to change. Plan to divorce her. But because God said she's pregnant by the Holy Ghost, 
He has the courage to change. And help me somebody, if we are really who we say we are in God, we ought to have the courage to change. If we claim God as our Father, Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Ghost as our Keeper, we ought to have the courage to change. He was going to divorce her, but he changed his mind. And when God says we ought to change, we ought to have the courage to change and do what God says do. Sometimes change is a matter of courage. Preach this, pastor. Are you crazy? She says she pregnant by the Holy Ghost and you still going to marry her? Courage. But giving somebody who has hurt you Courage. Doing something countercultural, coming to church on Sunday morning. Courage. Bringing your tithe, giving your offering, serving in the body of Christ called church. Courage. Allowing folk to mock and ridicule your relationship with Almighty God. Courage. Not doing what the crowd does. Courage. Not being a gossiper or speaking ill of folk when everybody is speaking ill of people and gossiping. Courage. When we are in relationship with godly people, we ought to have the courage to change. And Joseph watched chapel has the courage or had the courage to change. Let me see if I can make it plain. A few days ago on December 1st, we celebrated Rosa Parks Day. And for those of us who know the story of Rosa Parks, we know that on December 1st, about 3 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, 1955, a black woman by the name of Rosa Parks, who was sick and tired of being sick and tired, demonstrated the intestinal fortitude and consecrated courage to sit down and not move despite what the governor, despite what the laws of Montgomery, Alabama said. Montgomery said, no, if you are a black person, you got to sit in the back and make room for people who are less melanated than you. But because Rosa Parks had courage, Rosa Parks sat down and didn't move. Booked in a Birmingham, in a Montgomery jail cell that was the catalyst for the civil rights movement. And we right now, y'all ain't talking to me, in 2022 are recipients of her courage because we can drive what we want to drive. Live where we want to live. Go where we want to go because a black woman had the courage to change. Courage to change, not just the courage to change. We are in relationship with godly people. Communication is central. Joseph gets word from an angel that Mary is pregnant by the Holy Ghost. Joseph gets word that Mary is pregnant by the Holy Ghost and we have to use our sanctified imagination. Joseph has been doubting, wondering, questioning, suspicious. Yet the angel confirms that Mary is indeed pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph and Mary, who probably more than likely, amen, married couples, probably had some questions about how she really got pregnant. Ain't nobody talking to me. Are you sure? It was the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
Are you sure the Holy Ghost impregnated you? While there are questions, Joseph and Mary keep communication central because they are godly. Joseph hears from God. And because Joseph hears from God, he and Mary begin to communicate differently. They listen one to another. They stop misinterpreting one another. They stop making assumptions about one another. I'm talking to help somebody. There's no more innuendo, no more rumor, because communication, listening, amen, somebody, communicating has become central. In so many of our relationships, they flounder and fail because we miscommunicate till we die. Let me raise the question, have you heard from God? Have you asked what God has said about your circumstance? Have you talked to God about your situation? But have you listened to what God has to say about what you're going through, how you're going to untie the knots, how you're going to work through the challenges? This could have easily ended differently. But communication, not just talking, but am I willing to listen? I'm not talking about just Joseph and Mary listening to one another. Am I willing to listen to Almighty God? Preach, Pastor. I'm not talking about listening to your ego. I'm not talking about listening to your homeboys who can't keep a woman. I ain't talking about listening to your girls who are on their fifth husband. I ain't talking about listening to love and hip-hop, which is not a reality show, but scripted drama. I ain't talking about listening to your zodiac sign. You need to be with the Aries if you are a Leo. Y'all ain't talking to me. Or you need to be with an Aquarius if you are a Sagittarius. And you need to live under the moon of the Chinese birth year. Ain't nobody talking to me in here. I ain't talking about listening to Keith Sweat too much. Or Tyrese or I'll be sure. I'm talking about listening to God. About what God has to say about your relationship. It's amazing to me how we as the people of God listen to everybody except God and the word of God to give us counsel on how to be the people of God. Pregnant by the Holy Ghost. You don't have to worry. She ain't cheating on you. She's been the food lion, but she ain't talking to old boy. She don't have a work husband or a work brother. Joseph, she loves you. You don't have to worry. Fear not is what the book says. We're in relationship with godly people. Let me close. Have the courage to change. Communication is central. But when we are in relationship with godly people, we'll have confidence in the character of Almighty God. Go on, preach, Pastor. Yeah. I wish I had somebody helping me this morning. Notice what the book says, y'all. Before y'all come bowling, I want y'all to reread it. It says that when Joseph woke up from the dream, he did what the angel told him to do. Come on, talk to me. The angel told Joseph three things. He said, I want you to name him Jesus. I want you to take Mary to be your wife. And I want you to wait <laughs> until you jump the broom. Y'all will get that later.
I want you to wait. The text says he did not know her until after Jesus was born. He married Mary and he named him Jesus. Let me close right here. When you are in relationship with godly people, you ought to have confidence in the character of God. Obedience is always a matter of our confidence in God. Joseph was able to obey what God told him to do because Joseph had confidence, faith, and trust in the character of God. If you know who God is and have walked with God and have talked with God, you ought to know something about the character of God. And if you know the character of God, you know that God is a promise keeper. God is not a man that he should lie, but God is going to keep his word. And if God said the baby is impregnated by the Holy Ghost, you don't have to question. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to doubt. But you can best believe that God is who God says. And that if God said it, it already happened. And God can make it come to pass. I need somebody who knows who God is. That's why you ought to read the word. That's why you ought to expose yourself to scripture. Because if you know the character of God, you know that God is who God says he is. That God can do what God says he's going to do. And you can be confident enough to obey God because you know the character of God. If you know that God is a keeper, you know that God's going to keep you. If you know that God is a way maker, God's going to make ways. If you know that God is a sustainer, God's going to sustain you. If you know God's a healer, then you know God can heal your body. If you know God is a provider, then you know God will provide. If you know God is a protector, you know God can do anything but fail. Do I have anybody that knows him? I said, I know who he is. I feel my help coming now. Do you know he's a provider? Yes, I do. Do you know he's good? Yes, I do. Do you know he's great? Yes, I do. Do you know he's a promoter? Yes, I do. Do you know he's a door opener? Yes, I do. I know the character of Almighty God. If you know who God is, you can trust him. Let me help somebody. For some of our lack of breakthrough, our lack of blessing is the question, do we trust God enough? Do, do we really trust God enough? If God tells you to forgive, do you trust God enough to forgive? Go on, talk, Pastor. Do I trust God enough that He's going to provide, that He's going to protect me? We serve a good God. We serve a great God. We serve a wonderful God. Do I trust God to be who God says he is? Let me help somebody. Brothers, if you're single, you need a woman of God. Sisters, if you're single, you need a man of God. Don't settle for the shallow, the superficial, 
Don't be so thirsty that you just accept anything. You got value. You got dignity. Trust God to bless you with who you need. Amen, somebody. Stand to your feet if you're able. If there's somebody right now under the sound of my voice who's not saved, I extend this invitation for you, my sister, my brother, for you to accept Christ as your Savior and your Lord. You're not here by accident. You're here on purpose. You're here on purpose. God has opened the door. God has led you to watch chapel. God has led you to watch this broadcast on this Lord's Day morning. Not by accident, but you're here for a reason. If you want to accept Jesus as your Savior, raise your hand wherever you are. You may be saved, but you don't have a church home. If you want to unite with Watch Chapel, my sister, my brother, raise your hand wherever you are. Here's somebody raising their hand, Deacon. Amen. God be praised. Raise your hand wherever you are. You want to unite with Watch Chapel? Maybe a couple. Maybe a couple, husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend. Y'all are dating. You want to join the church together. You want to get saved together. Want to grow in your relationship with Christ together. Raise your hand wherever you are. Or you just want to accept Christ. You know you need a church home. Raise your hand, my sister. Raise your hand, my brother. Those of us who are married in relationships, we, we need the courage to change. Courage to change. Making communication central. This ain't just for the newlyweds. This ain't just for folk who are dating. This ain't just for folk who are collecting information. You know, that's what dating is when you're at a certain age. Like, I don't have no time to be playing now. Like, I don't have no time to play. I ain't up for no drama. I'm collecting information. How you treat the waiter? How do you treat the waitress? Come on now, you know, come on. I'm talking to the grown and spiritual. I don't have no time for no drama now. I ain't 23 no more. I'm good and grown. I can do good by myself. confidence in the character of God. Do I know who God is? Got confidence in God's character. God has a plan. Raise your hand, somebody, if you want to join the church today. If you want to join Watch Chapel. Be seated in the presence of the Lord. We're about to celebrate Holy. Somebody raise their hand. You got another person? Who? You got them, Deacon? Who got them? Okay, praise God. Amen. As we prepare to celebrate Lord's Supper, we want to do so reverently. We want to do so obediently. Scripture says, let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself as we partake of the body and blood of our Savior in an unworthy manner. As we prepare to celebrate this holy ordinance, we want to do so reverently.
Let's examine ourselves, not our neighbors, not our spouses, not our children, not the pastor, not our boss, not our co-workers, not our neighbors. Let a man, let a woman examine himself or herself as we partake of this meal in an unworthy manner. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this holy meal. We thank you for this opportunity to partake of this meal. We do so reverently, obediently. Forgive us of every sin we've committed against you. Forgive us for choices and decisions that we know were not ordained and authorized by you. Forgive us for sins of omission and commission, sins of thought, word, and deed. Created us clean hearts, renewing us right spirits. Teach us to be obedient to you. Let us ask the question, Lord, how can I love you more? How can I be obedient to you? Bless now, touch in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we celebrate the Lord's Supper, if there's anyone who does not have the elements, please raise your hand. Come forward. One right here. Raise it. Okay, we got it. If you don't have the elements, please raise your hand. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, he broke it and gave thanks, said, take ye, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We do likewise. After he took the bread in the same manner, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me, and we do likewise. Church said amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a hand, praise. We'd like for the families of Amir, Carl Reagan to come forward. for the family of Case Red to come forward. Parents, please come forward. Stand right. Face me. Parents, face me right in the front. Family, come behind them. Red family right here. Move over to the right a little bit. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, my, I'm sorry. My right, your left. Thank you, sir. Right there, right there. You good. You good. Right here. Watch Chapel, we are blessed to celebrate the dedication of these two young men to the Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. Let's go to God in prayer. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this holy occasion in the Reagan family, in the Red family. Pray for parents, grandparents, godparents, those who are here, those who are unable to be here. Pray your blessings upon the lives of these two young men. We pray, God, that you use them for your glory, that you protect them, that you guide and order their steps for your glory. We pray, God, for their parents, grandparents, and godparents, that you bless them with the wisdom to raise these boys in the fear and admonition and reverence of Almighty God. Protect them, God. Keep them. Use them. In Jesus' name, amen. Parents, have brought your children to the church to offer your boys before God in an act of worship
we pray God's blessings to attend them on their journey through life. Watch Chapel, we are gathered today to celebrate the dedication of these two young men to the Lord Jesus Christ. As a church family, our responsibility is to expose them to the good news of the gospel, encourage them to become all they can be in God, and envelop them in the love of God and human love so they might know that there's a God who loves them. Parents, as you come on this day, recognizing the dignity and responsibility of parenting and your dependence on Almighty God for the strength and wisdom to faithfully discharge your duty as parents, do you now present a mere and case and dedication to God, seeking God's blessing and guidance upon their lives? Parents say, we do. Having purposed in your hearts to you now in the presence of your church family, your biological family who's here, covenant with God to raise them by precept and example, to love God, love their families and others in the spirit of Jesus Christ. We do. Parents, your boys will not remember this day, but you will. And it is important that you remind them that you love them so much that you brought them to the house of God to dedicate their lives to God so they might become all they can be for the glory. He needs help. He needs help. Lord, I pray right now for this brother. Lord, heal his body. <clears throat> Touch him now in Jesus' name. Lord, heal him right now. Be with our nurses and medical professionals who are attending to this brother. <clears throat> Touch, heal in Jesus' name. Do it now, God. Be Jehovah Rapha. Be a healer, God. Touch his life. Lord, I speak life over him now. I speak healing over his life. Touch now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Your sons will not remember this occasion, but you will. I want you to remind them you take them to AAU basketball, Little League football and Pop Warner, first days of kindergarten and preschool, that they are men of God. They are young Davids, and that you love them so much that you brought them to the house of God, not as an act of ritual but as an act of dedicating them to the Lord Jesus Christ. Parents, having presented your children dedication to God, do you also rededicate your lives to God and in the spirit of commitment, covenant with God and watch chapel to live exemplary lives, relying upon the grace of Almighty God as Christ is your example, we do. Having heard these vows, sacred assurance as a preacher of the gospel, I joyously commend your child to the gracious keeping of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for these boys. Thank you for this family, these families. Lord, bless them with everything they need. Pray for their safety. Pray for their protection. Pray, God, for these boys that you protect them, that you provide for them, that you give them everything they need. Sustain, 
strengthen, keep God. Order their steps so they might live for your glory and fulfill their destiny. In the strong name of Jesus, the people of God said amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Be seated. Watch chapel as we prepare for the benediction. Let's follow the direction of our ushers. Amen. We hope that you come out today at 5 o'clock p.m. to bowl, brothers, men's TNT on this Tuesday. Amen. In the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. People of God said amen. 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 amen.